So I decided to do uh, some one-off episodes here, and, and this is a question that I get a lot in uh, the coaching, and sometimes if I speak and I can go really deep with people, then I would definitely get questions about this topic. Um, so I want to dive into it, and it is the uh, most important skill that you want to actively develop, and it is unseen, and people are developing it. They're just usually developing it in a negative way. Uh, it is one of the most misunderstood um, secret powers that we have. And so I'm gonna just going to tell you right now, this episode is, uh, we could call it the weird episode. Um, I walked through this a little bit in the sixth episode of this podcast at the very beginning, you know, 100 episodes ago, and what it means to harness and use the power of your imagination. But that was almost two years ago, so I want to uh, lay out some things I think are going to be even clearer and take it a little further to help you. Um, You look at people like Einstein, and they're like, look, your imagination is a skill. It's a gift. you got to develop it. Don't just waste it. Uh, This is so important. Of course, I'm paraphrasing like crazy, and I can quote all kinds of different things on imagination at this point. But the idea is this. You are being driven by something. And when you want to learn to surface that, you're being driven by how you think people perceive you, by a future vision of yourself. Um, You're being driven by uh, the worries of the day. And all of these things, uh, for most people, are just a poor use of their imagination. They're developing their imagination, but it's becoming something that is actually driving them in a negative way. What we want to learn to do is harness the power of it. And I love mindfulness. I appreciate the take on life that says, hey, I want to learn to develop, you know, compassion and connection and to be able to feel my feelings and be anchored in my body and not divorced from it. And and that's helpful. Okay. This for me is uh, the building block that a healthy approach to mindfulness is built on. Uh, so mindfulness is good, but the foundation that we want to be aware of is what what's internally driving us. So let's break it down. First thing that we want to do is learn to imagine ourselves experiencing a secure identity. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me uh, break it down for you. This is you. Picturing yourself not lacking anything. It gets kind of woo-woo for some people when I can anchor it so that it's as helpful as can be. But there is something that drives you uh, in your pursuit of a career, leadership, sport, relationship, whatever. There's something you believe you don't have. So I don't feel like I belong or I feel like I'm going to be found out as a fraud or, you know, this is only going to last so long. Um, I'm only, I can only feel good about myself to the degree that I matched my uh, extreme demands on myself for performance. I mean, whatever. There's a lot of different ways we could talk about what it means to, to feel like you're lacking or missing out something, missing out on something. So what you want to learn to do is actively imagine yourself feeling a secure feeling, that you're lacking nothing. Um, This is the beginning point of what is effective visualization. Now, we're going to take it further in a second. But for now, 
all you've got to do, and it's not more complicated than this. I mean, I, I literally do this in coaching with people like in a cafe and I'll have them uh, wherever they are. And if, if I'm on the phone with them and they're in an airport, they can learn to do it anywhere and under distraction. But you just go in your mind's eye to a place that feels safe, secure, a place you've been before, a place you've never been, a place you'd like to go. I call it the identity space. Nothing can take from you here. You can't do anything wrong in this place. And so you just go there in your mind, and you can do that now. I want you to see something in that space. Feel something. And hear something. What you're doing when you feel, see, and hear is you're turning up the experience of it in your brain. By feeling, seeing, and hearing, um, you know, the brain doesn't know the difference between what it experiences um, externally and what it vividly imagines internally. Mm -hmm. So by vividly imagining this internally, you're going to uh, start to relax your brain. You're going to learn what it feels like to not be driven by fear, but to approach everything you do from a standpoint of, I, I'm not lacking anything. Now, um, this doesn't mean that you get so secure that like on a lame commercial I saw where a kid was kicking the soccer ball and kicked the dad, um, the ball hit the tire that the dad was changing, right? And it's one of these commercials for 2016 that is so PC. The dad just looks at the kid and has this smile like, oh, goofy kid, you just hit the tire I'm changing with the ball. It's okay. Uh, (laughs) If that were to happen and I'm changing a tire, it would be more like Christmas story where the dad's changing the tire on the side of the interstate. You know, this idea of learning to experience a secure identity doesn't mean you float around. It means that you learn to go get what you need as often as you need it. And you'll develop a stronger core over time so that what causes you to get stressed out and lose your ability to be present in the moment, fully engaged, um, your capacity for enduring that increases. What I mean is like stress is, is a sweet spot. So you need a little bit of stress to activate you to get your, your best growing and developing, but you don't need so much that your strengths become weaknesses and you get sloppy. There's a sweet spot there. Well, by learning to imagine a secure identity over and over and over, you widen the experience of what your sweet spot of stress is. You develop a greater capacity. And what's crazy is if you're going to keep growing, then you're going to get into new places where you've got to redevelop your ability to be secure. Let's say that you get a job promotion. Let's say that you have kids, whatever it is, you're going to get exposed to more ways that you need to re-experience a secure identity. This is how you develop your core and expand your capacity of who you are at the same time. So you want to learn to go to this identity space really three different times consistently throughout the week, a few times in the morning, a few times at night. This develops your core. Do it when you anticipate stress coming. Uh, and it could be good stress. I mean, like a speaking opportunity. I'm going to imagine myself having a secure identity so I, sh- so I show up to speak to give, not get a reaction from the crowd. Okay? Uh, so you do it when you anticipate something coming uh, that could be uh, stressful. It, it could be bad. I mean, it could be like, oh, I'm scared about a conversation I'm going to have with my boss or whatever. Uh, so So go there often. Go there when you anticipate that you're going to need it. And then third, go there 
in the moment. So when you feel like blinded by fear or anger, get aware of that. We want to be mindful of it, right? Then we want to reprogram our brain. How? Just be like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. Go to the bathroom and go to your identity space, right? Um, Eventually, you do this enough, you will be able to do it in the moment. Um, Really, really powerful. I mean, just a lot of stories from folks that they've been able to tell me like, yeah, as I practice this more, I can just do it in the space that I'm in. Or, uh, the things that would have stressed me out a year ago don't as much because I'm increasing my capacity. So we want to learn to use our imagination to experience a secure identity over and over and over and over. And what most people get backward about developing their imagination is they imagine their performance going perfect before they learn to imagine a secure identity. Now, I want to talk about the performance piece because after you've learned to imagine a secure identity over and over and over, then we can add imagining the performance piece for our mission and the relationship piece for our community. And here's what I mean when I say most people get it backward. The Olympic athlete that imagines the perfect dive over and over and over well, or imagines standing on the gold uh, you know, the platform for the gold medal. Well, now they're attached to a result, not the process, not the feel of it. So what we want to learn to do is uh, imagine, okay, the mission part going good and bad. This is going to sound weird, so just track with me for a second. Um, you know, if, if I had a big game coming up, coming up, well, I can imagine the game going bad. And me walking out of the locker room still secure in who I am or a big speaking opportunity or whatever. I can imagine people getting mad and throwing stuff at me. And then I still have a secure identity. I still know who I am. I can also imagine it going amazing. And the crowd is like chanting my name over and over or the speaking opportunity. They're like, we have never heard content like this before. (laughs) You know, you blow it up, make it cartoonish. Because what you want to learn to do is know who you are in the moment whether the results are good or bad. Then you're not attached to the results. You're attached to the moment. Look, when I stumbled into this um, eight years ago or so, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, I found this new thing. And as I've researched it, it's just an ancient practice. Uh, Samurai warriors would contemplate their death before going to battle. Why? Not so they would die. So that they would not be attached to the fear of death and actually come home. Come home to their families and live longer. What you want to learn to do in your mission, okay, your performance, what you do, and your community, your relationships, is understand that you're secure in who you are regardless of how it goes. So we want to learn to imagine the performance piece like we transcend it. We transcend the performance piece. Now, after I've run myself through those two paces— And these are working fundamentals. I mean, it's like learning how the John Wooden coach to lace up your shoes correctly. You know, I do these practices over and over, and they train my brain uh, to, to live out that secure identity. I do still imagine in my performance um, the fundamentals in my mind, things going well. So for uh, coaching or, or speaking or writing or for you, the, the presentation or the game or whatever it is, you're imagining yourself, yeah, on fire in a flow state. Um, it is a blast. You know, that's actually something you want to learn to do. The Talent Code book talks about this, like 
when you go to bed. Imagine yourself in that flow state of whatever it is you do. Um, that starts to help your brain go, yeah, you can do this. This is who you are. You're building a, a mental model for it. Uh, and that's a powerful thing. So you want to still do that. But that follows imagining the secure identity. As you practice this over and over, and you learn to even practice this in your relationships, the you imagine how people receive you, uh, receive your, your efforts, what you're doing, how you relate to them. You start to consciously become aware of when something is off in the way that you are imagining the future or the way you're imagining the present. It's happening. Your imagination is working in the background. We just want to bring active awareness to what we're imagining and then develop that muscle conscientiously. Um, And then as you practice this more and more, you can push it out further. So if I said picture yourself at 85, how do you picture yourself? If you picture yourself walking around with a walker, well, you're going to tend to organize your brain around that. I picture myself... Uh, agile, foot racing my grandchildren, right? Because the more vivid that picture is, the more that my brain organizes around it. So I have actively tried to look out on the horizon and picture what life looks like at 7585, what my appearance is like, physicality, relationships, finances, all that. And and not in some like magical, again, woo-woo way. If I imagine it, it'll happen. No, it's built on everything else I've been covering putting yourself through these steps, these paces to learn this. Um, So for me, just practicing this eight or nine years, and I've practiced active meditation for about 21 years, but this last eight, I've been doing it this way, using my imagination. And it's amazing how quick you can process things, catch up with yourself, get into the guts of what you're feeling, come up with creative solutions, but also be able to decelerate. I mean, what it means for me to sit down in a chair on a Saturday and relax, go into that space in my mind that I feel everything let down within me and take a quick nap. Um, Lots more to say about this, but we needed an episode on imagination. So whatever you've got coming up, you're afraid of, go to that identity space, imagine your secure identity, imagine it going great and imagine it going horrible so you're not attached to the results. And then whatever is the fundamental skill that you need to practice for it to go great, not just the results, but your actual, you know, practice, the thing you need to do, the presentation, the speaking, the shooting, whatever your arena uh, is, look at yourself in your mind's eye in a flow state, having fun. Because the crazy thing is when you lose that ability to play your way into uh, a high level performance, that's when you get too neurotic, too aware Uh, in a negative way. And we want to learn to relax and find that flow on demand. Happy hunting, enjoying that space. Peace.